All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, on this episode of the Follow Through with Clips and Drew, we're covering everything second round of the NBA playoffs. LeBronto is a real place. Check your maps, people. DeMar DeFrozen and the Toronto Crafters lay an egg in Cleveland. The 76ers finally get to ring that victory bell in Philadelphia. Things are getting busy in New York City. The Suns hire coach KGB. Bunch of cowboys. And will there be a female coach in the NBA in the next five years? On this episode of the Follow Through with Clips and Drew, Drew, kick that shit! Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say, so you got to give it up. Give it up. What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? It is the follow through with Clips and Drew. Yep. Episode 33. 33. Trace. It's a big number, people. It's a big number. Uh, I don't know who the fuck you're going to pick, Drew, because I already have like 20. There's a lot. So I kind of I kind of want to do a little a little trivia version of pick the number oh. for the for the podcast episode here. Is it to me or to the listeners? This is for you. Buddy. Okay. This is directly to you. Okay. I have cre- I've cultivated a list. Oh, I'm on I'm on blast right of now. Of seven athletes okay. that that are of great esteem. Okay. That all have adorned number 33. And I want to see if you can guess them. Okay. So just throw they're all seven. I think six of them are definitely in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. The seventh one that I have on this list is actually still active in the NBA. Shit. Okay. So that one might be the one that throws you off. But okay, so start start with the So this is that you're just asking you're not you're not I just want to see questions. if you can do it. All right. Well obviously uh Cap. Cap's number one, which would be Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Bang. Uh Larry Bird. Yep. Uh no tipping Scotty Pippen. Yep. Uh Ewing. Yes. Patrick Ewing. Yes, sir. Um That's four. Do you have do you have the Clippers' Ken Norman on there? Nope. He, Throwback? He, is he in the Hall of Fame? No. Okay. Do you happen to have the first player ever to be kicked out of the NBA? My good friend, Keith, the boss, Kloss? No, Keith Kloss God is not on this it. list. Okay. Okay, Cap. Bird. I'm talking, these are all-time players. So okay. you got, these are all, the, the next two are in the Hall of Fame. In the Hall of Fame. And one is currently in the NBA. Well, we have four. Uh, Kobe wore 33 in high school. He did. That's, that's does true. That, does that count? It does not count. Fuck. Uh, okay. Think think nineties 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 hoops right now. No tip and Pippin, Cap Ewing, Bird, mm-hmm. Fuck, thirty three. 
All right, so I'm, do you want me to break it down? Do you want me to give you another hint? Give me another hint. All right, so one of these guys played for the Miami Heat. Oh, shit. Not a Christian Leitner. Not a Lazo Morning. There it is. Okay. So that's number five. Okay, number five. Another one of these players had an injury mm-hmm. that was pretty dead. Grant Hill. Yep. Grant Hill was 33. So that's six. Bang. Six. Okay. So those are the six. Perfect. And then the one that's still active in the NBA is is kind of tough, but it's Marcus Gasol. Oh shit, he's thirty three. He's thirty three, and I think he'll probably go in the, down in the Hall of Fame. Once he might. Set. He's gonna have some really good like overall numbers. So just so we're clear, Keith Boss, Kloss, and Ken Norman did not make your list. <laughs> they were they were cut off the list. Damn it. Okay, <laughs> so who are we picking then? What is it? Well, you know, as the, the Laker in me definitely wants to. No lean. more fucking Lakers. I know. So I'm justifying this. I can't choose Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as much as I loved him and all the games that I've watched him play. I actually got to go Larry Bird. God damn it. How are you going to be a Laker fan and go with a Boston guy? Because literally Larry Legend was one of the first people I saw be able to play the game and me go like, I think I could do that. I could probably play like him. And want to aspire to do that. Granted, you know, this was, he, he retired well before I was born and True. watching basketball, but it's through my dad's hatred for the Celtics that I actually watched all these 80s basketball games starring Larry Bird that I was like, damn, I think that guy's hey, awesome. Hey, he was a cold motherfucker. Though, He's bro. one of my That's favorite players cold. of all time. You know, and, and I, it's funny that we, so this is the Larry Bird episode? This is 33 cool is the Larry Bird. Larry episode. Legend episode. Yes. Um, and I'm just a quick story. I had an argument, not really an argument, but a dude hit me up on my DMs last night um, saying I get hit up by a lot of dudes in the DMs. Wow. when I wanted to talk basketball, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, OK. And it was a dude that because if you guys follow us and you follow me, you know, I'm pro LeBron. So I've been talking a lot of LeBron stuff. Yes. And then this dude, um, a brother, by the way, who made a, a point saying how Larry Bird is his is who he thinks he's better than than LeBron. OK. Um. Because he plays better off the ball, and I got into a That's long. That's true. Yeah, but dude, it's like for the for the for the era Larry played in, yes. he was perfect for it. Yeah, I will tell you this right now: Larry Bird going against today's small forwards would have a really really hard time. Well, because they're so much more athletic now and big and but strong. He and- still had to face those like that competition. Like he had to play against much superior athletes. I don't think there's too many athletes that that are currently in today's like starting lineups. That are more athletic than like Dominique Wilkins. Yeah, I mean, and I he guess. went and he gave Dominique the business every time. I, I, I guess you have a point there. My whole point was like his whole thing. Well, Larry plays better off the ball, and I'm like, well, if you know, LeBron has to do everything, right? You know, and to and if you look at LeBron's numbers, it's obvious as you know he he's putting up numbers. We're gonna get into LeBron, so I, I just wanted to bring that up. Really that's fast. fine. That's fine. Um, I think there's an argument to be made there, just because they actually kind of play a lot like very similar basketball. Like Larry was a better pure shooter than LeBron but if you look about like if you think about their defense and their passing abilities those are very very similar I can see similarities yeah. in their game I'm seeing Larry trying to check LeBron and it would be a it would be yeah a that would be very tough. big problem that would be that would be very Larry tough. was again drinking Buzzweisers before games well this is why he, he wasn't the most he didn't have the <laughs> longest career in the NBA he's <laughs> that's out there. why we look up to him because he I, like he has the same body type as I do yeah for real <laughs> he can dunk <laughs> fantastic hey Episode 33, it's the Larry Legend episode. We're just going to get right into it. We have a lot of shit to talk about, but we're going to obviously first start with uh, what everybody's talking about in the sports world, and that is that Lebronto is a real place now. That's a real place. It is a real place. Yeah, today, May 8th, we sit here and the, and, and the city of Toronto is no more. They have officially changed their flag to the Lebron logo. 
Um, yeah, that would be funny. You know what, Drew? Uh, we're making jokes about this right now, and and uh, there's there's two sides to it. One, we are we are admiring and just in awe of the greatness that is LeBron James. This guy's doing it day in and day out. And yes, I may be a little biased because I you know I've been talking about this all year. Yeah. Um, every single game, it's something new for this guy. But we'll get into LeBron in a minute. I want to focus more on the fact that this guy literally sunned the. Yeah. The, the the Toronto Crafters once again. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's pretty good. Yeah, no, I it's, and, and, and it, they put up no fight, Drew. Yeah, I, I think there's a the way that they lost game one and I think game three, I think three took it? their soul. Three was the buzzer beater, yeah. right? You know, those two games could have easily gone the other way, and then we're talking about, you know, the, the Raptors are up three two at this point or something along those lines, you know? Um I'm more focused on the fact that yes, they they should have won game one. Okay, I don't really have any. I was I was trying to get to like a point uh-huh. where I'm trying to like create a little bit of a, of some leeway for the Raptors. I'm giving none. But when it comes down to it, they should have won those games, and they didn't. And they had no answer for LeBron. DeRozan and Lowry were quite as church mice. Look, Demar DeFrozen, which I'm calling him now. Yeah, that is definitely his new yeah. name. Demar. Who? Demar DeFrozen. Demar, you say it. The less <laughs> I like it, the less I like it. <laughs> Hey, for Shout real. Shout out to Drake. And, and, and mind you, I love DeMar DeRozan. I love Kyle Lowry. DeMar's They're from, very good from players. Compton. Like, I, I love DeMar DeRozan. They're very good players. But uh-huh. if I've been sunned by LeBron for the past three years, right? And yeah. Day in, day out. Think uh, uh, LeBron, they, they've lost. They've three lost years in a row. Three in years in a row. Yeah. You know, there has to be some kind of chip on your shoulder. Not to mention you're the number one in the East. You got to protect that. Protect A, protect your home court. B, you know, you just got paid. You and, and Kyle both got paid. Yeah. Big time De Niro. You have a, a pretty good squad, quite possibly the best bench in the NBA. And once again, LeBron comes out victorious and you you don't even show up. You're 0 for 9 from three-pointers. Uh, he, he averaged like six or seven points less. Uh, DeMar. Than, yeah. yeah. Uh, than he did in the regular season. Yep. Not to mention, and this is what I was telling Drew, is you're you're the number one player, DeMar. You're you're the, the head of the franchise. LeBron's been doing this to you for years. You check LeBron. You get up there and say, you know, because that's what Westbrook would do. Sure. That's what fucking Chris Paul would do. I've seen Chris Paul get on fucking Kevin Durant before. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To me, he just pawned him off on OG and and Siakam, who we're going to praise right now. Because I think they both tried their best. I think OG did surprisingly well. He did. He's actually like about the same size Mm -hmm. as LeBron, which I, I was surprised with. Just like physically, like his stature. I think he's like literally the same height as LeBron. And I didn't remember him being that tall. Uh, and he was quite nimble. I mean, you know, give this man a couple extra pounds. He might have been able to do actually do something against LeBron. You know, in the, in the in the realm of how any really good defender does against LeBron. You know what I mean? In that in that realm, he might do all right. LeBron did get to do whatever the fuck he, he wanted did. With yeah, him. and and yeah, OG's, I think he's a rookie this year. If not, it's his second year. So, like, dude, honestly, I don't think he was the one to blame. To your point, I don't know if DeMar could have done a better job guarding LeBron than OG Ananobi did or Pascal Siakam did. But I do – I get the mentality of being like, you know what, fuck this. Like, at least let me try. Mm -hmm. Let me get out there and see what I can do. And if it doesn't work, then okay, fine, I'll switch off or something. But I think Kobe had very much that kind of mentality where, like, you know what, no, fuck this. I'm going to shut down your best player. Mm You're not going to beat me mm-hmm. in this kind of a mano a mano matchup, and and Demar didn't have any of that. So, and then let's go to Game Four. 
where it's a tight game. Yeah. I mean, it was it was close up until the very very end of this of the first half. So, which is hilarious that we're even saying that it was close before. It was, the, but then, the, but, yeah. but then halfway into the third quarter, yep. You take when when LeBron's sitting, you take a cheap a cheap shot at, at Clarkson. Yep. Which to me was a cheap shot. It was. You weren't going for the ball. He, he was he, frustrated. He was super frustrated. Yeah. And franchise players do not make that. Do not get kicked out of the game. Um. Don't get kicked out of the game at that moment in time. And I, sure. I, I didn't hear an apology after the game. No. I didn't hear him say "fuck." I really messed up. I was extremely frustrated. I've been horrible in this series. Mm-hmm. He didn't say any of that. I don't know necessarily. When I first saw it, I didn't think it was like malicious. He's I, not that player. I get it. Right. I just you know because he did swing like he swung really really hard, mm-hmm. but he he swung in the direction of the ball. And you know I've 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 been. Uh, center for most of my life because I am six four. But when you obviously when you reach a certain age, six four becomes pretty short. Uh, but anyway, I would always attempt to block shots, and I've done that many times where I'm swiping for the ball and like my elbow just kind of hits that it. player in the head. So from my perspective, I've done that so many times. I just immediately went to like, oh shit, he just he was just really frustrated and cl- tried to foul Clarkson really hard. But when you slow it down, he gave him a good fucking lick. In, in, right across the face. Again, so. I, he's not that player. Demar right. Derozan's not a. He's not a Defrozen. De, excuse me. Isn't that kind of player? But my thing is, your mentality needs to be that I'm not going to put myself in a position for that to happen. Yeah. And as the leader, as the captain, you go down with the fucking ship. Right. You know what I mean? So my whole thing is this: like we've been saying on a few podcasts, what's going to happen in Toronto? Like that's great. Just like OKC. Yeah. Just like that's great that you can play great during the regular season. Why can't you guys turn it on? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was weird. So yeah, in Game Four, the Cavs started. Uh, Kevin Love at center, mm-hmm. which I thought was really interesting. Um, they had uh, Hill, uh, Corver, LeBron, Kevin Love, and J.R. Smith on the floor. As all five, five in double digits, game four. By they the all way. played. They shot amazingly. amazingly. I don't think they missed. I think the three of them. I don't think they missed in the first half. I don't think they missed a shot. Jr. was five for five. George Hill had several dunks in mm-hmm. a row. Like it, it, they had a really good game. And then when so w- with that lineup, I think you know I was immediately looking looking down the road and seeing them test out this lineup against this Toronto team in a game that didn't really matter that much and see, hey, you know what, I think we can play small ball here against someone like Boston. You know, because Boston sometimes likes to run with Markeith Morris at, or Marcus Morris at the uh, at the center, whichever one he is mm-hmm. at the center. And then you also look at the Warriors when a lot of the time the tallest player they'll have on the, on the floor is Dr- or is Kevin Durant. Right. So um, I think that was a very interesting decision. I don't know if Tyrone Lue made that decision or if LeBron made that decision. Uh, T. Lue's making calls. But dude. that was also they're probably their most effective lineup because you just pick and roll with LeBron and you have literally three knockdown three point shooters surrounding him. And so if that's a dangerous lineup. It's super dangerous, especially when they're hitting. That's yeah. when you win by thirty. Right. You know what I mean? That's that's how the cat the, the the Warriors win by thirty. Right. If if KD's hitting his shots and Clay's hitting his shots in the corner and Draymond's hitting a couple, yep. you know, they're winning ball games. Those threes really stretch out a lead real fast. Exactly. And then to throw on top you have King. James doing what he's doing yeah, do at every you know at any given moment of the game. I'm just uh, to me, Drew. I was really disappointed in DeFrozen. Yeah, he uh, 
I, I expected way more out of him. And then today, I don't know if you heard, Drew, but, there, you know, Dwayne Casey was my call for, for coach of the year. Sure. Um, and I want to talk about coaches here in a sec. Yeah. But now today they're saying, oh, Dwayne Casey's on the hot seat. He might get fired. No, fuck that. No, that's ridiculous. It's not Dwayne Casey. No. You know, your players did not show up. It looked to me like Kyle Lowry was literally idolizing LeBron. Right. So I, it, we can say that it wasn't Dwayne Casey, like, directly, and you can't really – you can't really say that he did anything um, game plan wise that would like hurt his team, but there is there's a there's a, a level of uh, scapegoat. You have to have someone. Go someone down. has to go right, and so the easiest person to make that happen right now is definitely Dwayne Casey. You don't. It's going to be tough to move DeRozan and your your franchise player, and they they probably don't want to move him. It might be tough to move Kyle Lowry right now. He's he's getting a little older in his age, and he does have a fat contract as well. So like they, when it comes to moves that they can make, maybe this is like the only one slash the easiest one for them to pull the trigger on. And I do think there's a change that needs to be made, obviously, because they can't get past this hurdle. <laughs> and it's a hurdle that everyone stumbled on, though. You know, which it, might be there for another five years. Dude, exactly. We don't know. And I don't think you can necessarily fire Dwayne Casey and expect to get somebody better no. than him, unless of course you bring in my boy Mike Budenholzer. <laughs> Budenholzer. I'm looking for Henry Ruling further. Raffenboozer. Rosenbagger. Gardenhoser. Rulengroder. Rosenbagger. Mike Budenhoser. Garden Garden Hoser. <laughs> you guys don't know that movie? The original Rookie of the Year. <laughs> Check out that flick. Shout out to Rookie of the Year. But so just to like review and recap, it was a sweep, obviously. I had the audacity to, to pick Toronto in seven uh, on our previous podcast with our predictions. Bend against the well, king. Well, I didn't. I certainly didn't think it was going to be this fast. Um if, the, if Cleveland was going to win. You had Cleveland in seven, which I think was probably a slightly more reasonable expectation. But, man, the Raptors just laid down. They I want to say down. one more thing before we move on. Yeah. Is, once again, we have to bring up the fact that LeBron James is playing his his ass off. And it's not like this is shocking. This has come to – we watched the game, the buzzer beater game together. Yep. Game three. Uh, Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de – yeah, wow. That was Cinco de Mayo. Yep. We were putting in some work too. I was, I was, I was very getting, excited. And I just find myself with, with my group of friends and now I, you know, I want to kind of pull back a little bit. I find myself just – Throwing out LeBron stats left and right. You and do. I, I do. I'm 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 putting them out there because I like I always say the numbers don't lie. And to me, these numbers are so amazing and they keep yeah. getting better. We cannot deny the fact of what this man is doing and how great this is. And I had this conversation with Leon Wood this morning because I'm also tired of talking about who's the goat, who's the goat, sure. who's the goat. Um, because everybody's everybody's frame of mind is gonna be different depending on what generation you come from. Um but what we need to realize is this. Number one, I'm not going to talk about who's the GOAT with anybody younger than 20 or tw- even 25. Because it's generational. It, it is, but you, you you ain't watched. You didn't live through Michael Jordan. So, right. And right. My, my only this – is, this is the whole thing I'm getting to. Okay. Is I was young watching Michael. I yes. remember watching his greatness, but I didn't, I didn't appreciate it until later in life. Right. 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 And then when we grow up, we see Kobe, right? Yeah. And I realized younger as much as I hated him. But growing up with Kobe, that I I got to I got to recognize and embrace his greatness, right? Yeah. And you don't really know how good this man is until they're gone. You know what I mean? And then you really think back about, wow, Kobe did this, that, and that. There ain't a lot of players like Kobe. And now, like, I'm in this moment where it's like I want I want to be present and coherent when watching like how good this man is, and I just want everybody else to feel the same sure, thing. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? That's yeah. all I'm saying. I hear you. I think a lot of people look at 
the way that Magic Johnson impacted fans. And uh, my dad, who lived through the era, my brother, who lived through the era of Magic Johnson, got to see him play in his prime. And there's all these like older guys that go like, dude, Magic Johnson may have been the best player I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. But he was in a limited time frame during an era where there was he played on Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's team and he played against Larry Bird. And there was all these megastars, not to mention Michael Jordan. But I think some people lament about Magic as being should be more relevant in the conversation of who's the greatest ever. And that's just because they got to see him play. You know, I never got to see Magic play live. I got to see all the all the videos, uh, you know, as I was older. But I think there's a comparison to be made there where certain players uh, are bring so much nostalgia. And, and, and the whole idea that we talked about several episodes ago about seeing something happen for the first time mm-hmm. really does stick into the mind of a fan. And I that's think why you, that's why I think you grew up, not to mention you're a Laker fan, mm-hmm. but you got to, you got to visualize and see Kobe Bryant yeah. doing, doing these amazing things that you'd never seen. Yeah. The same way that my generation, and I'm not much older than you, no. but that's what we saw Michael do. Exactly. And how, how great is it to be alive that we've got to see these three, Great basketball yeah, players. Totally. Godlike basketball players. Yeah. But the fact I want to bring up is this, and I said this on beginning of the season, mid-season, and weeks ago before the playoffs started. I said that if LeBron James even makes it to the Eastern Conference Finals, it'll just show how amazing this guy is. Right. And tell me this, Drew. This is a question. Yeah. Do you think the Cavs are in the Eastern Conference Finals if they don't make that mid-season trade to get rid of Isaiah Thomas? If Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder are still there, are they going to the Eastern Conference Finals? Well, clearly Isaiah wouldn't be there. I mean, he's still injured, right? So, like, that's the whole thing is, like, he tried to come back too soon. Uh, so, assuming – let's just assume – So, you're saying he's let, still hurt. Let's just assume he was healthy. Uh-huh. I think there's a chance mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, you put anyone on the floor. I mean, shit, you put me and – me, you and me out there with LeBron right now. <laughs> Somebody we might that. get 10 fucking points. You know what I mean? Uh, it, you know, and, and, and a couple assists. <laughs> so, I think there's a, there's a level of, like, his – um, domination and his just ability to create and react to what the defense is giving and find the the easiest option on a consistent basis just makes it makes it hard for for role players to fuck up. It, we talked about J.R. Smith was five for five. I think he hit all five of them. Those those shots in the first half were wide open. You right. know what I mean? It's yeah. not like he was taking contested shots. Right. I mean, maybe he had one dribble drive or something like that. But yeah, man, I I, I think looked, so. To answer no. your question, yes. I think they would. <laughs> I think they would think be able. Be there? I think they would have made the playoffs for for uh-huh. certain. And then the way that LeBron just turned it on in these playoffs, uh-huh. I don't think that there would have been a team that would have been able to stop them. Yeah. I have a question for you. Though. Yeah, let's go. Um, they're in now in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes, and most likely they're going to be playing Boston. Yes, um, I think I think they can win that series. I think they can definitely <laughs> be. I'm not, look, if you don't bet on LeBron at all, or you think that this is going to be some easy easy task it's 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 not going to be easy but you can't bet against how well these guys are playing right now uh mind you just like we said when we were talking about philly and boston i said what's going to come into play here is the fact that they these guys are kids they ain't been there before yet you know what i mean um what was the question one more time do you think the 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 Cavs can beat 100 percent yeah 100 percent they can beat them because again there's nobody on the planet that can guard lebron james it seems to me that that uh what's his name that horford's gonna probably have to guard lebron maybe Maybe you know who else are they going to put Maybe. on? They going to put Jalen Brown. They Marcus put... Smart. They would put. Yeah, Marcus that, Smart that on. annoy the shit out of him. I mean, that yeah. might annoy LeBron. They're going to throw a lot of people at him. I'm right. sure. But uh, yeah, so I think I think for now we can take a quick break. Yeah, okay. I'm sweating again, we, bro. Got we, me all fired up. We covered the main 
topic of LeBron's greatness. Well, let me let me and we're gonna roll into the rest of the series. We're gonna roll. Let me roll into. Let me roll into something though. Go right ahead because uh, because I want to get off the Cavs. Uh, we're gonna talk about coaching in the next segment. Okay, and I want to end with this because I don't want to talk about Cleveland again. Yeah, try not to. Tyrone Lou, Ty yeah. Lou, yes. T Lou making the call game three to take the ball out at the other end of the court so LeBron can get. A running running, running start, start so they can't double team uh. was a huge call in the game. That wasn't LeBron calling it. They could have taken it out from from half court. That's interesting. It it was a great call. But I didn't know about that. Oh yeah, great call. They 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 could have taken it out at half court. But you give LeBron a running start going downhill, it, you can't double that shit. So great call by Tyloo. We're gonna get into Brad Stevens next. Yo, yo, we are back. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew, the Larry Legend episode. Yep. Episode 33, a.k.a. 33. 33. Um, we were talking about coaching, Drew. Yep. And I left you, I left I left the listeners with, with the, the T. Lou uh, call of the week. But we were fortunate enough to watch a lot of basketball the other day. And game three sticks out to me, the yep. Boston-Philly game. Boston-Philly. Um, close game. Great game, by the way. Very good game. It was, was hard fought. Uh, it was it was great competition, awesome game, a lot of shit talking going on, mm-hmm. but it came down to coaching yep. in, the, in the last five minutes. Yeah, there's there was like there's really like four or five different plays that kind of broke out to be like the deciding plays of the game. Every single game will have multiple versions of that, but there was five that stood out to me, and two of them I think that you were alluding to just there were Brad Stevens inbounds plays. For easy, easy buckets, like inbounds the ball and score a layup. Uh, one was to Al Horford on a slip screen seal, and the other one was to Jalen Brown on like a curl. Both wide open. Wide open. Unbelievably, beautifully drawn up and executed plays. And that's what you want. When you get a timeout in those situations, it, it doesn't seem to happen that often when we watch the game of basketball now. But this used to be like a tool that teams would use, that coaches would use. You call a timeout, and they had a, a go-to play that should work for for an easy shot, an easy bucket. And we see less and less of that now in the one-on-one era. But Brad Stevens knows how to call these plays. I'm assuming it's him. It could be someone on their staff that just has a special, you know, he gets the playbook. credit either way. Either way, he does because it was phenomenal. You don't get either one of those inbound plays though if you don't make the first call, which was my, my play of the game. Uh-huh. Uh, Marcus Morris. In the corner, the, the, the shot clock's winding down. He's stuck in the corner. He's about to shoot, knowing yeah. that he's not the best shooter on the he was, team. He was going one-on-one. And Stevens calls a timeout, which was great. <laughs> it was because, smart. Because, right? It was smart, yeah. It was smart because, A, when he shot, he missed it. B, he understood that, like, yo, this is not the player we want shooting this <laughs> ball right now. a bad now. shot. Yeah. I have a timeout. Yeah. Let's run. You can obviously tell that that play they run in practice all the time. Mm-hmm. And it, it worked twice really fucking well. They were two different plays. They weren't the same. They weren't the play. same play, but, but, but yes, inbounds. Both, both, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. But yes, they. I mean, they're clearly very, very well versed in those plays because they ran it to perfection. And every, that's, how they, that's how they won that game. The other play that stood out to me was pretty obvious. Uh, J.J. Redick just threw the ball away. Shook. Uh, I don't know what happens to J.J., what 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 the difference is between the last thirty seconds of a game at Duke fuck? at Duke 
and the last 30 seconds of a game in the NBA because he is a completely different player. He do you is remember, shook. He w- do you remember how much he wanted that shot at Duke? It how much he wanted that oh. ball? He oh, would God. fucking launch that from half court he if he had to before throwing it down for a layup. Like, JJ's a savage, And bro. then he gets in the NBA and he like he just doesn't even want the ball. He He's doesn't a even puppy want dog. He, You might as well sit him in the last two minutes of a game. My dad and my brother hate JJ Reddick. <laughs> You know, they uh, they they root for him because, you know, he's a good shooter. He's a good player, hard worker. He he he, he earned his way into the NBA. You know, a lot of people didn't think he was going to be successful in, in no, the NBA coming to college because he's too small. So they respect that part of it. But when it comes to this aspect of his game, they fucking hate him. They ridicule him nonstop in my household whenever we watch the games together. Do they really? I got a text message immediately <laughs> after the turnover pointing out the turnover as another J.J. Redick moment. J- Drew, he was And that turnover led to the, the bucket that pretty much lost him the game. Drew, that was it. He was throwing it to a player that was not there. He ben Simmons completely was turned around. He was turned around. <laughs> and you expect from your vet, that's why you're taking it out of bounds. And he was he's leading them in scoring in, 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 the, in the series. So, like, I, I don't want to hate on J.J. For, the, for those reasons. Like, he's been playing really well. But we can say that. In those last couple minutes of of a, of a game, he's he's very questionable. <laughs> if Bell, if, hey, if Belly doesn't, if Bellinelli doesn't hit the corner to go to OT, yeah, game three, and then they drop the fucking confetti. Somebody got fired. The confetti. Somebody got fired in Philly. Somebody should have got fired. You don't drop confetti when you don't win the game. Yeah, it wasn't even close. Like if if his if his toe was on the line and they had to review it to like make sure his toe wasn't on the line for the three, and you okay, maybe that's excusable. <laughs> But to throw the confetti when it was like a foot, he was a full foot inbound inside the three point line. Uh, terrible. That's the confetti terrible. curse, they call it. The confetti curse. I think, <laughs> I think they should only have confetti prepared for teams when it's a game clinching. Yeah, not to game. win your first fucking game. Not, Philly. There shouldn't be a confetti if you now you're three one. Congratulations, you know, like no two one. I guess it would have been at that point. I'm, I'm gonna say this, dude, and I you guys know I, I like Philly and I want to see them do well. But I yeah. also said that I think did I say they were gonna win the series? Yeah, we both we did. both said Philly was. We both did, um, yeah. and they're getting they're getting outplayed big time. I, you had Philly in seven. I had Philly in six. So technically, yours is still a possible. Prediction. It's possible, but I don't even like. Like I said on the other podcast, I want to see these guys get humbled. And Kenny Smith said the same thing the other night. He did. He said he, that on TMT. Hear I heard it. Yeah, and that's the same shit I said last week. So maybe Kenny the Jets listening to us too. That's possible because they're not ready to win a championship. It's yeah. kind of hard. They haven't really built. Uh, they haven't built anything yet. They're going to be. Well, they're there. building right now. They're so building right now. They're not ready to go home yet because game four. Right. They turned it on for the Philly crowd and they won. They T.J. Did. McConnell stole the show. That's your boy. You're texting I love, me the whole time. I love T.J. McConnell. Former uh, University of Arizona, Arizona point guard, he had a they, huge game. I yeah, he he for whatever reason they decided to start him instead of Covington, which I like. Dude, turning on the game, I had to like rub my eyes, like be <laughs> like, no, that's that what? Like T.J. McConnell over Covington, and it was a great coaching move. So now we're talking about coaching. Mm-hmm. Brett Brown knows if T.J. is going to do one thing, that that boy's going to hustle. I don't think I could bet my life on the fact that he ain't doing that shit again. I, yeah, I he just, might not, but it's also not like he had a triple double this season. Like it's not uncommon for right. him to be playing very, very well. Like so, I was pumped to see him out there. He obviously changed the game for them. Did. Defensively, was able to like lock down Terry Rozier a little bit. Right. It gave him a lot of problems, uh, and kind of really took on Terry in that one on one matchup, and 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 really took care of him in Game Four. It is only one win, and um, they're going back to Boston. I want to say Dario Saric had a really nice game. I think he had like twenty five points. So if it's possible for them to definitely win another game, but 
we know Boston's history when it comes to closeout games in Boston. And I just, I really like, I think we're seeing, we're seeing a, a star come in, in, in Rozier right now. I think he's going to be a star. Well, he, he got shook by TJ. He did. So we'll that, see. It if, happens. Yeah. I just this is this is what we say all the time. Mm-hmm. How do you adjust? Right. This happened. Terry Rozier's been been planning on guarding you know fucking everybody else besides McCollum. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And he got shook. McConnell. He knows it. Sorry, McCollum. <laughs> it's like, okay. I can't even talk. McConnell. Right now. McConnell. I'm on my third cup of coffee. Once <laughs> you got again. the jitters, bro. God. Um, I think he's going to adjust. Yeah. And I don't think knowing this guy's personality that we've seen throughout the playoffs, I think if uh, homeboy comes back in the game. Yeah. That that Rozier is going to try to shut that shit down. Uh, what do we we okay? So say say who we have again to win the series. Uh, I have Philly had in seven. Philly in seven. I had Philly in six. Okay, but I want Boston. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> I just think so. I think TJ frustrated Rozier to the point where he almost tried to swing on Joel Embiid. Yeah, you know there was that, that was little funny. scuffle, and I think that 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 kind of reaction is exactly what TJ wanted to see. Mm-hmm. You know, so it'll be interesting to see number one if they keep TJ on the floor for game five tomorrow. I would imagine they'd probably keep him in the lineup because he did so well. But They're going to give him a shot. They should. But they may go back to Covington because Covington's a hell of a player. I mean, And notice the number one pick hasn't gotten any minutes. Fultz still not Fultz, playing. not playing. McConnell taking all those minutes. Yep. And as he should. And you know what? We see in, in, in Mark. Mark Fultz. Thank you. What we're seeing, we see him on the bench cheering on. Yeah, he oh seems boy. happy. Yeah, he seems happy. And that's that's kind of what you want from me. He's not yeah. pouting. He's not doing what Rodney fucking Hood did yesterday. Yeah. Saying, you know, I'm not going to come in at garbage minutes. Well, guess what, bro? We're going to win this championship and you won't be here next year. Yeah. Bye-bye. So <laughs> I, I don't like that shit. If you guys didn't hear Rodney Hood, you know, uh, there were seven minutes left in the game and he didn't want to come in and play in garbage minutes, which, uh, you know. Whatever, bro. You're a professional basketball player. It's the playoffs. You should want to play. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't even, you know, I understand being a, a top-level athlete your whole life and never having to, like, play in garbage minutes, which is probably what's happened to Rodney Hood up until this point. Agreed. But, dude, suck it up, bro. You're you're about to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, and we'll see if you even get to sniff a game now. And now, Watch. yeah. I mean, I don't know. So, uh, game five, like I said, for the Sixers and Celtics is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to win that game? I'm, I, I said Philly's going to win the series, but I say Boston closes it out tomorrow. I, I, I should have switched it up a little bit, but I could see that happening. I can see it too because Boston's playing really, really well, dude. I really want to. I want this to go seven games. Yeah, I, I don't want this. Too. I don't want this series to end. I don't want it to end. I think it's going to be. It's it's been a fun series, even though it Boston has kind of dominated. It, it so will far. be very interesting uh, if Philly gets 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 one gets tomorrow. If, they, if, they, if Philly can win tomorrow, uh-huh. then we got a series. We then do. it's a two game series. We do. You know, it, it's you know they can make it happen. Yeah. I don't know. So, um, I'm pulling for Philly in Game Five, um, and obviously I'm pulling for TJ McConnell. So, but the the next series that we should talk about the Western Conference, <sighs> boring Utah Jazz, Ugh. Houston Rockets. Yeah. Those so that game is actually happening here in an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're playing Game Five. I hope Utah gets another one in Houston. But you know what, bro? You can't beat anybody that gets to go to the foul line 37 fucking times, bro. Yeah, this it's I, it's, it's kind of boring. <laughs> Watching him, watching him play. Can, do you do you feel what I'm saying? Like every time you watch James Harden play, he'll do a couple things every game, maybe even every quarter that are like, "Wow, that was amazing." But half of the time, you're like, "Dude, again!" Like he's gonna just dribble the ball between his legs again and pump fake and go to the free throw line. And it's horrible. I. It's not the most fun basketball. And he's to watch. so fucking good. Like we get it, James. Like yeah, he's really he's, good. He's great. 
You, you know what's fun to watch right now is CP. I mean, CP's out there, the froggiest I have ever seen. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, he, he's fun to watch right now. Yes, James Harden is going to be the MVP. Uh, I think he deserves it also. Definitely deserves it. Uh, Donovan Mitchell made comments that he, he he now retracted as of today. <laughs> it was out of frustration, but walking back to the locker room, maybe we could play that clip if we have it. That's what he needs fucking MVP. So he was really frustrated going into the locker room um, saying, you know, if that's what it takes to be MVP, then fuck it. You know, like that's what that's what we'll do. Right. But I just think I, I don't know, man. That's that's why players now you can average 30 points a game. If you can get to the fucking free throw line mm. and get to the free throw line 10 times a game, seven times a game, because that's but, that seems to be what he gets. I think he's I think he's close to 10. I think he's at like nine. nine and that's and a half 14 to 20 points. Mm-hmm. You're looking at just from the free throw line. And yeah, it's boring. Houston looks really good. Let's let's keep it real, though. Capella Capella's playing for that check. And he's the one. He's the X factor right now. Yeah. True. Yeah. I, I mean, in not necessarily in this series, but and I don't think he's as much as an X factor, like because like literally he just needs to dunk the ball. Right. <laughs> he plays good defense and right. block shots, rebounds. Right. Fine. But when it comes to the offensive end, he's just he's he's only scoring as a as a product of whoever else is creating, and he literally just has a. Layup. He knows his role though exactly, and he's doing very well at right. it. And you're absolutely right; he's definitely he's having uh you know the standard. I want to have a breakout contract year, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get paid a lot of money, and that's great. He's playing really well. Uh, when it comes to you know like their matchup against the Warriors, if we can start leaning in that way, I guess um, that's going to be the most watched. Uh, series Western Conference Finals ever, I think. Maybe to, I think it's gonna. I think I'm looking forward to that. I'm hoping that that happens. Yeah, because that's what everybody wants to see. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think it's pretty well matched up. So that's what I mean. Like in in that series, mm-hmm. I don't know how effective Capella will be defensively if the Warriors go small. So we may see him not on the floor, and they may run that lineup with PJ Tucker mm-hmm. um, and Ooh, PJ and Draymond going at it. Bro. Yeah, that's Come what I mean. On. That's what I mean. So oh I'm, yeah, boy, I'm loving all of that. I so, am too. I don't know how effective Capella will be until they if if they get past the Warriors. Then in the finals, he'll be again very very effective because they run that pick and roll with him, and he's just finishing everything they throw up at the rim. So. I think that's a. I think I couldn't even call that series, dude. I really couldn't. I really can't right now. Yeah, I wouldn't be able. And let's not but, let's not get ahead. Yeah, either. we don't need to jump ahead. Let's call the Warriors Pelican series, which is game. For or no, sorry, game five mm-hmm. Warriors Pelicans on at seven thirty tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is bye bye, bye bye Pelicans. <laughs> See you later. They're, Fly home, boy. Fly Pelicans. <laughs> um, you know they they did a great job. Up a good fight. This is the like the second time they've ever made it this far in the playoffs in in their franchise history. Yeah. I think you know they've shown well. They 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 won a game, <laughs> which job, is more guys. than I thought they would do. Uh, Warriors at home are, are different level they're just a different level of basketball so they're both going to close it out tonight i think so Most likely yeah so they get think, the same amount of rest and yep and then what today's tuesday today's, so today's tuesday they, they so probably would post postpone Friday. it until the weekend i would imagine no i think they would not that long i think they would because you want to you want you want both conference finals to be happening kind of at the same time i don't think they would hold them out until that waiting. happens but they i think they would wait a little bit will bond said today on pti that he thinks it'll be monday what? Yeah. If they win tonight? Yeah, if both Man, teams fuck win that. It might be. Nah, nah, dude. I ain't feeling that shit at all. Because you gotta have them. You have to have those series going on, kind of simultaneously. Give LeBron a week, a week rest. That's what that that kid needs. <laughs> he's he's pulling for Philly tonight. Well, definitely. yeah, he definitely wants Game Seven. But um, yeah, so I think I think Warriors. So done. I think Warriors dominate. Um, Anthony Davis, congratulations. He he should be second in all MVP votings for this year. If you're, if if maybe LeBron, I guess. 
but and then JJ Reddick drew. JJ Reddick finished fourth, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> hey, uh, two last notes before we end it. Uh, Fizdale. Yep. Is in in New York, which I think is a great pick. Great pickup for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a weird choice by Fizdale. Oh, I don't at all. You don't. I mean, no, I mean, I think I think the Knicks I think the Knicks made a move on him. Uh, I think they were aggressive with him because sure. I think a lot of other teams were looking at him, Milwaukee yeah. being one of them. Yeah. I mean, there's a f- It seems like he had his pick of the litter. I do, and I th- I just think in New York, I mean, he's got nothing to lose, really. Well, yeah, yeah, you can't can't go can't get much worse, I guess. And he's a players' coach. He really gets yeah. along with the players. He said uh, he's going to fly. Uh, 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 Porzingis. Porzingis is in Latvia right now. Yeah. So Fizdale's going to fly out there. Oh, cool. And, and kind of begin a relationship. Sit, dude. I bet. I bet. Fucking Porzingis has a castle. Most does he likely. have? Does he have a Latvian castle? He, he might. I need. I need to look this up. <laughs> let's let's Google Map it and see what it's it like. Looks a three hundred year old castle. <laughs> yeah, but what, what what coaches fly out to another country just to make sure that oh, we're on sh- the I same mean, page? For Porzingis, I would do. I mean, I would. You, I would expect that to happen of the coach. I would too. Hey, but- uh, I just mean like when when you look at like Milwaukee for an instance, like if Fizdale was to look at Milwaukee's roster yeah. and you look at the Knicks roster, and you go fuck. Milwaukee looks pretty tasty. You're forgetting something, Drew. What am I forgetting? You're forgetting that LeBron and Fizdale have a great relationship. Oh, no. They love each other. They're pulling the LeBron card here? The the Enos Cantor card here? Yeah, Enos. I don't even want to talk about that fucking guy right now. LeBron. King, queen, princess, whatever you are. (laughs) You want to be king of New York? (laughs) LeBron. You want to be king? You want to be king of New York, do you? Is this what you want? Um, uh, So they have a great relationship. So you think that... All of a sudden, New York is, is a flyer from, I think, coming from behind. I think everybody is making is kind of trying to get in their position yeah. to make their pitch. And little do they know yeah. that LeBron already knows. I don't I'm, think he knows. I don't think he knows. I, do, I think he's. I think he's very much involved in, in what's this, happening in right, right now. now. No, no, okay. So I don't think he has. I don't think he's decided. Okay. Yet. No, not decide. I don't think he's decided. Okay. I think he I, decided on where he wants to go, or even if he's leaving. I just think. I think he's. Oh, We'll see, bro. You win the chip, LeBron. Yeah. You can fuck you should retire. He might. You just call it, just, bro. But he wants to play with his kid. Yeah, that that can happen. With his kid. He, he really wants to do that. So Fisdale in New York. Yeah, I I just want to say I'm gonna be so fucking happy when LeBron finally picks where he's going. Yeah, so everything and we can else be, can happen. We can just be done with we can move this on with conversation. I've been talking about LeBron so often. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. So LeBron, yeah. I hope I you literally l- talk about LeBron more than I talk about my family, more yeah. than I talk to my father and mother. I need him to decide so we I can move too. on. I do too. And so anyways, Fisdale in New York. Yes. Um, what's our homeboy's name that just went into Phoenix? Phoenix Suns signed mm-hmm. Igor Kokoskov. Kokoskov. Now, he might not ring a bell to a lot of people, but my thoughts on this, they bring in the foreign guy who's actually been around the NBA. He's been with a lot of different teams. Yeah, I had to look him up because I didn't know who he was. He's been he's been in the NBA for over 18 years. And the Suns will most likely have the first pick in the draft. Luka Doncic is most likely going to be the number one pick. Maybe number one pick in the draft. A lot of people have been talking about this kid. He is phenomenal. I'm thinking, uh, again, Phoenix is making is making their position um, for next season. So you're saying that they, they hired Igor. Mm-hmm. Coach K. Coach K, yeah. Uh, just because they want to try and the best possible uh, landing place for Luka Doncic. Yes. If they get the number one overall pick. Because they, they're not guaranteed the number one overall pick. No, they're not guaranteed, but they're most likely the ones that are going to get it. And, and 
mind you, Luca can drop to three or four or five. It he doesn't could. matter. He could. What I'm saying is I think they're putting themselves in the position where if they get right. the number one pick, they will take that makes Luka, sense. which is good. And if you guys don't know who Luca is, Google his ass because that boy's good and he's going to be good. Yeah. Um, one more coaching thing. What's what's that? Milwaukee. Stan, Stan Van Gundy left? Yeah. No, really. I mean, that's right. He didn't laugh. They parted ways. Well, um, he's, he's not there anymore. Yeah, they didn't do much. I mean, you kind of put him in a hole, actually. I mean, they gotta, he he kind of seemed like he put himself in that hole. I think, here's my call. Yeah. I think it's a perfect time right now for Chauncey Billups to get in that front office. Ooh. I think they've been, I think he would be a pers- perfect guy, not coaching. He doesn't want to coach. But GM? Front, yeah, because there is a, because uh, Van Gundy had yeah, he a front was the office. Yeah, pres- he was the president, mm-hmm. I think. I, I think you bring in a Detroit dude. I think Chauncey, huh. I think that's the opportunity Chauncey would want. Yeah. I think he would be, he's a great player guy. Knows a lot of people. He'd be good at that. He would. And it's time for Detroit to go on. Uh, to, it's time for Detroit to get on the upswing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got, you got a fading star in Blake Griffin. You got your Drummonds. Let's, you know, let's get some players in there. Chauncey might be the guy that can bring them in. Yeah, interesting. I'm more interested in Milwaukee interviewing uh, Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond. Which I think is awesome. I want to go on record in saying that if it's not this year, it's going to be within the next five years that there will be a, a female head coach. So her, I think she should be. Because there's not, there isn't really like a different female head. No, it'll be her. It's got to be her, right? In order for it to happen in the next five years. Now, how the players think about it, I don't know, because I don't know what the locker room is like with the female coach. You know what I mean? Like makes things a little different. Yeah. Um, I think the only way I I see that happening is if Popovich retires and just gives it to her. You think they go with her? I think I think they're gonna listen to Pop Uh when he finally calls it. Which might be this year. Who we knows? don't know, man. Don't He's know going through a lot. That's going on He's going through a lot. San Antonio's right like area fifty fucking one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I I have no idea what's happening there. But let's just say Popovich gives, you know, his vote of recommendation to mm-hmm. Becky Hammond, who's been with the organization for several years now. I think that would be the smoothest and easiest entry point for her mm-hmm. in a small market. Being trusted by the guys that you know led them, you know, Popovich is one of the greatest coaches of all time. If if he gives you and? your the blessing and says to the front office, "I want you, I want her to take over after I'm done," I think they would listen. Andrew again, positioning right. Mm-hmm. Say Kawhi's ghost. Right, their 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 franchise rebuilding. is rebuilding right now. Mm-hmm. If they need to blame anything, let's blame the the female coach if things go to shit. Or if they do That's really well. That's a cynical way to look at I'm it. I'm just saying, dude. <laughs> no, you know, you're right. There's always that side. With everything that we're saying, There's the, coach, always is, that the side. coach is the one to blame. It's not your superstar player right. ever. You know what I mean? Right. Even though San Antonio should blame the whole fucking season on Kawhi. I'm, well, I don't should. I don't know too many people are blaming Popovich They're for definitely that, not for blaming that. Pop. And we but. still don't know. It, it, it obviously came out that Kawhi's not happy. And, of course, we're getting back into Kawhi really fast. Kawhi's not happy with San Antonio. He will not be returning to San Antonio. Popovich and the San Antonio organization has been known for not trading players in their conference, meaning that Kawhi can go eastbound and down. You know what I mean? Right. He, New York might be a spot. Shit. Cleveland might be a spot. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I don't think I don't think we should shut the door to the West Coast simply because he's requesting to be traded. Um, you know, he he does have quite a bit of years left on his deal. I think he's got at least three years left on his deal. Mm-hmm. So I would I would not I wouldn't close any door simply because you know Spurs need to get as much as they possibly can. That's for him. true. Um, Most so, likely be picks. Yeah, they want they should get picks or obviously a bona fide superstar somehow with you know with the space that they would have in free agency after his well, contract. Cleveland might have that three pick next year though. They do have that three pick. They, they have it. 
They have that. Yeah. That's crazy. So so we're going to see. Well, you know, we'll, we'll keep talking about Kawhi. Next time we're back, we'll probably be in the – uh, the finals for both the Western and Western Eastern most Conference likely. finals. Uh, Unless yeah, these, these most likely drag out. Most likely, it's. I mean, I really hope Game Seven, Philly. Come on, Philly, let's fucking go. <laughs> let's go, Bean Town. It's a follow through Eclipse and Drew, the Larry Legend episode. We are ghosts. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like Gluteus. I do have something to say, so you got to get.